Section 6 of The Apology by Tertullian, translated by Charles Dodgson. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain, read by David Ronald. Moreover, if magicians also produce apparitions and disgrace the souls of the departed, if they entrance children to make them utter oracles, if, by means of juggling tricks, they play off a multitude of miracles, if they even send dreams to men, having, to assist them, the power of angels and demons, when once invoked, through whom both goats and tables have been accustomed to prophesy, how much the rather would that power study with all its might to work of its own will, and for its own business, that service, which it rendereth to the business-making of another? Or if angels and demons do the same works as your gods, where then is the excellence of the Godhead, which we must surely believe to be higher than every power? Will it not then be a more worthy presumption that it is they who make themselves gods, since they shew forth the same works which cause the gods to be believed, than that the gods are on a level with angels and demons? A difference of places maketh, I suppose, a distinction, so that ye count those for gods from their temples whom elsewhere ye call not gods, so that he who rusheth over sacred towers seemeth to be mad after another sort from him who leapeth across the roofs of neighboring houses, and one kind of influence is declared to be in him who woundeth his secrets or his arms, another in him who cutteth his throat. The end of the madness is alike in both, and the manner of incitement is one. But hitherto it hath been all words, now shall follow a proof of the thing itself, whereby we will shew that the quality of both these classes is the same. Let some one be brought forward here at the foot of your judgment seat, who, it is agreed, is possessed of a demon. When commanded by any Christian to speak, that spirit shall as truly declare itself a demon, as elsewhere falsely a god. In like manner, let some one be brought forward of those who are believed to be acted upon by a god, who, drawing their breath over the altar, conceive the deity from its savour, who are relieved by vomiting wind, and prelude their prayer with sobs. That very virgin Celestis herself, who promiseth rains, that very Aesculapius, that discovereth medicines, that supplied life to Socodorius, and Thanatius, and Asclepiodotus, doomed to die another day, unless these confess themselves to be demons, not daring to lie unto a Christian, then shed upon the spot the blood of the most impudent Christian. What can be plainer than this fact? What more to be trusted than this proof? The simplicity of truth is before you, her own virtue supporteth her. Here will be no room for suspicion. Will ye say that it is done by magic, or some cheat of that sort? Aye, if your eyes and your ears will permit you. But what can be insinuated against that which is shewn forth in undistinguished sincerity? If on the one hand they be truly gods, why feign they themselves demons? Is it to humor us? Then is your deity at once made subject to the Christians? Nor can that be accounted deity, which is subjected to man, and, if this contribute ought to shame, to its own rivals. If on the other hand they be demons or angels, why do they take upon themselves elsewhere to act as gods? For as they, who are accounted gods, would not call themselves demons, if they were truly gods, lest forsooth they should put themselves down from their majesty, so they also, whom ye plainly acknowledge for demons, would not dare elsewhere to act for gods, if those whose names they use were any gods at all. 
for they would fear to abase the majesty of beings without doubt higher than themselves and to be feared so utterly not is that deity to which ye hold for if it were aught it would neither be affected by demons nor denied by gods seeing then that both sides agree in one declaration affirming that they are no gods ye must allow that there is but one sort of beings namely demons true on both sides now look for gods for whom ye took to be such ye find to be demons but by the same help from us from these same gods of yours who discover not this only that neither they themselves nor any other are gods ye immediately learn this also who is really god and whether it be he and he alone whom we christians confess and whether he ought to be believed and worshipped according to the rule of faith and discipline of the christian here they will say quote, and who is this christ with this tale of wonders is he a man of common condition is he a magician was he stolen away after his crucifixion from the sepulchre by his disciples is he even now in hell is he not in heaven and to come quickly from thence also with the quaking of the whole universe with the shuddering of the world amidst the wailings of all men save the christians as the power of god and the spirit of god and the word and the wisdom and the reason and the son of god in all your scoffings let them also scoff with you let them deny that christ shall judge every soul from the beginning the body being restored to it let them say that minos and radamanthus if it be so as plato and the poets have agreed are appointed to fulfil this office from their seat of judgment let them at least contradict the stigma of their own disgrace and condemnation let them deny that they are unclean spirits which ought to be concluded even from their food blood and smoke and putrefying burnt sacrifices of beasts and let the most filthy tongues of the prophets themselves let them deny that they are for their wickedness foreordained to condemnation at the same day of judgment with all their worshippers and agents but all this rule and power of ours over them standeth in the name of christ and in making mention of those things which they look for as hanging over them from god through christ the judge fearing christ in god and god in christ they are subjected unto the servants of god in christ from our touch therefore and our breath seized by the thought and lively image of that fire they even come forth from the bodies of men at our command unwilling and grieved and ashamed before your presence believe these when they speak the truth of themselves ye that believe them when they speak falsely none lieth to abase but rather to honour himself credit is more readily given to those who confess against themselves than to those who deny for themselves finally these testimonies of your own gods are wont to make men christians because by believing them to the utmost we believe in christ the lord they themselves kindle our faith in our scriptures they themselves build up the confidence of our hope ye worship them as i know even with the blood of christians if then it were possible for them to speak falsely under the hands of a christian deserving to prove the truth unto you they would be unwilling to lose you so profitable and so serviceable to them even from the fear of being driven out one day by yourselves perhaps made christians all this confession of theirs whereby they deny themselves to be gods and whereby they make answer that there is no other god save this one whose servant we are is quite sufficient to refute the charge of sinning against the public and especially the roman religion 
For if they be certainly no gods, neither certainly is the religion aught, and if the religion be not, because the gods are not, neither certainly are we guilty of sinning against religion. But on the contrary, your reproach hath really recoiled upon yourselves, who worshipping a lie, not only by neglecting, but moreover by warring against the true religion of the true God, commit against the true one the crime of true irreligion. Now then, although it were allowed that these were gods, do ye not grant, according to the common belief, that there is some one higher and mightier, as the king of the universe, of perfect power and majesty? For the most part of men also do so apportion the divine nature, that they will have the power of chief dominion to belong to one, its offices to many. Even as Plato describeth the great Jupiter as accompanied in heaven by an army of gods, as well as of demons, and therefore that his officers and his prefects and his governors should be alike respected. And yet, what crime doth he commit, who directeth rather his labor, and is hoped to earn the favor of the king himself, and alloweth not the name of God, as he doth not that of emperor, to belong to any save the prince alone? Seeing that it is judged to be a capital crime to call any, or to suffer any to be called Caesar, save Caesar himself. Let one worship God, another Jupiter, let one raise his suppliant hands to heaven, another to the altar of Fides. Let one in his prayer, if you think this of us, tell the clouds, another the ornaments of the ceiling. Let one devote his own life to his God, another that of a goat. For beware lest this also contribute to the charge of irreligion, to take away the liberty of religion, and to forbid a choice of gods, so that I may not worship whom I will, but be constrained to worship whom I will not. No one, not even a mortal, will desire to be worshipped by any against his will, and therefore even to the Egyptians hath been allowed the free use of a superstition, vain as theirs, in consecrating birds and beasts, and in condemning to death those who slay any god of this sort. Every province also and state hath its own god, as Syria, Aragatis, Arabia, Dusaris, the Norisi, Bellinus, Africa, Celestis, Mauritana, her own princes. I have named, methinks, Roman provinces, and yet no Roman gods belonging to them, because they are not more worshipped at Rome than those who, through Italy itself, are from municipal consecration ranked as gods, as Delventinus, the god of Cassinianses, Visidianus of the Narninus, and Caria of the Aesculani, of the Valsienses, Norcia, of the Oraculani, Valentia, of the Sutrini, Hostia, of the Felisci, Juno, who, in honor of her father, Curus, hath also received her surname. But we alone are forbidden to have a religion of our own. We offend the Romans, and are not held to be Romans, because we worship not the God of the Romans. It is well that God is the God of all, whose we all are, whether we will or no. But with you it is lawful to worship anything except the true God, as though he were not rather the God of all, of whom we all are. Methinks I have proved enough concerning false and true deity, when I have shewn how the proof consisteth not in discussions only and arguments, but in the testimony of those very beings whom ye believe to be gods, so that there is now nothing in this question which needs to be treated of again. 
yet since the authority of the roman name specially cometh across us i will not pass by the controversy which the presumption of these provoketh who say that the romans have been raised to such a height of greatness as to be masters of the world for their merit of their very diligent devotion to religion and that they are so fully gods that those flourish above all others who above all others render service to them these forsooth are the wages paid in gratitude by the roman gods sterculus and mutunus and larentina have advanced the empire for i cannot suppose that foreign gods would have wished that favour should be shewn to a foreign nation rather than their own and that they would have given up to men beyond the seas the land of their country in which they were born grew up were ennobled and buried no matter for cybele if she loved the roman city as the memorial of the trojan race her own native race forsooth which she protected against the arms of the greeks if she foresaw that it would pass to those avengers who she knew would subdue greece the conqueror of phrygia a mighty proof hath she thereupon put forth even in our age of her majesty conferred upon the city when marcus aurelius having been at sirmium removed from the state by death on the sixteenth day before the calends of april that most holy of arch eunuchs on the ninth day before the same calends on which he made a libation of impure blood by mutilating his arms also issued as before his accustomed orders on behalf of the health of marcus who had been already cut off o slothful messengers o sleepy dispatches through whose fault cybele did not before learn the death of the emperor verily the christians would laugh at such a goddess but neither would jupiter at once have suffered his own crete to be shaken by roman fasces forgetting that cave of ida and that corybanthian symbols and the most pleasing odour of his own nurse there would not he have preferred this his own tomb to all the capital so that that land should rather be the first in the world which covered the ashes of jupiter would juno too be willing that the city of carthage which she loved even in preference to samos should be utterly destroyed by the race of aeneas forsooth whereas i know quote, here were her arms here was her chariot here and now she cherished so might fate will the empire of the world End quote. this wretched wife and sister of jupiter prevailed nothing against the fates clearly quote, by fate even jove himself doth stand End quote. and yet the romans have not offered to those fates which gave up carthage to them contrary to the intent and vow of juno as much honour as to that most abandoned she-wolf larentina that many gods of yours have reigned is certain wherefore if they hold the power of bestowing empire from whom when they reign themselves had they received that gift whom saturn and jupiter worshipped some sterculus i presume but that at rome afterwards together with their own native gods even if there were any that reigned not yet was the kingdom ruled by others not as yet their worshippers because they were not as yet held to be gods wherefore it belongeth to others to bestow the kingdom seeing that there were kings long before these were inscribed gods but how vain is it to ascribe the eminence of the roman name to the merit of their religious zeal since it was after the establishment of the imperial or call it still the regal power in an advanced state of prosperity that religion made progress for although an exceeding nicety in superstition was adopted by numa yet the religious system among the romans did not as yet consist in images or temples religion was thrifty and her rites needy and no capitals were there vying with the heavens 
but altars of turf thrown together as it chanced and vessels still of samian where and but scant savour and the god himself nowhere for at that time the talents of the greeks and tuscans in framing images had not as yet overflooded the city the romans then were not religious before they were great and therefore were not great for this cause because religious but how could they be great because of their religion whose greatness proceeded from irreligion for if i mistake not every empire or kingdom is gained by wars and extended by conquests moreover wars and conquests consist for the most part in the taking and overthrow of cities this business is not without injury to the gods the same ruin embraceth walls and temples like massacres citizens and priests nor doth the plunder of sacred treasures differ from that of the profane as many therefore as are the trophies of the romans so many are their acts of sacrilege as many as are their triumphs over nations so many are they over the gods as many have been their captures as there yet remains images of captive gods and therefore do they bear to be worshipped by their enemies and decree to them an empire without end whose insults rather than their fawnings they ought to have repaid but they who have no sense of any thing are as safely injured as they are uselessly worshipped surely it cannot consist with belief that they should be thought to have increased in greatness through the merits of their religion who as we have suggested have either grown great by injuring religion or have injured it by growing great they too whose kingdoms have together made up the sum of the roman empire were not at the time when they lost these kingdoms without religion end of apology of tertullian section six